For Pride Month, which was in June, one of our listeners, Chrissy, set up a fundraiser for Point Foundation, but she's planning to go ahead and leave it up for the rest of 2021. So please join in and donate if you can. The Point Foundation helps LGBTQ plus students achieve their goals of higher education with financial assistance, mentoring, leadership programming, and more. Your generosity helps Point provide scholarships and vital programs to a new generation of LGBTQ plus leaders. If you'd like to donate, go to our Instagram, Who's the Boss Podcast, and the link is in our bio. It's listed as Chrissy's Pride Foundation. Hey, 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 no, it's no, no. Okay, I'm allowed. I'm working out. No, 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 no. These, these are for Mason. You hey. brought your teacher home? Well, actually, I carried him home. He fainted in front of the class. He fainted? Yeah, he went down like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> Hi. You told him. Oh, Mason, I'm sorry. I I know we shouldn't laugh. (laughs) Goodbye, Mona. Hi. Welcome back to... Hey, yo. Oh, wait. The Who's the Boss podcast. I don't think Tony's ever said it like that. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I was trying to like, I don't know. I'm Tori. I'm Kevin. And we are here to rewatch and discuss every single episode of Who's the Boss. Mm-hmm. So we have a special episode today. It's going to be a long one, but it's worth it. Um, so the episode we're covering is Teacher's Pet, which is Adam Carl's third episode and final episode playing Mason. So we spoke to him again today, and he's so nice. He's just so easy to talk to. Yeah, very and nice. We bullshitted about a lot of stuff that doesn't have to do with who's the boss, but he's still interesting, so it doesn't matter. So, and I think he was he was uh, happy to be with us. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, I think he he's, seemed to be way into it. So yeah, it was great. I think he thinks we're decent people. Sure, whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so. You know, you know Adam Carl as Mason on Who's the Boss. He also was in a bunch of 80s shows like Family Ties, mm. Benson. He Cheers. talked a little bit about Benson. Yeah, he did. He touched on Benson yeah. tonight. And he also, um, t- t- he also, which you'll hear, he talked about um, Catherine Hellman a little yeah. bit and how he, how she influenced him. Mm-hmm. And that because uh, she worked on Benson... Or she directed Benson. Yeah, she'd worked on Soap, then directed but, some Benson. Right, Soap, mm-hmm. right. And then which rolled over to Benson or whatever. But um, yeah, there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, so check it out. Okay, here we go. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Good to be back. Um, yeah. So soon. <laughs> I know, this episode totally snuck up on me. Yeah, like, it did. We were like... If we're gonna do this, it has to be this this weekend. I was like, oh my gosh, it's coming up. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, Mason came back so quickly. Yeah, I think it it was the same season, right? No, no, it's actually a different season. It is a different season. Yeah, yeah. and we even took a month off. We did, and it still snuck up on us. We traveled, yeah, (laughs) because we we were out of town a bit. Um, It got really hard to do the show. So, how how have you been? I've been well, thank you All very right. much. Good. Um, Kevin wants to know. Yes. A burn, he has a burning question. This is the most important. The first okay. question right <laughs> out of the gate: Are we in the remodeled home, or are we still in the Airbnb? Neither. 
Oh, oh no. gosh. Now what we are not at the house yet. <laughs> we are now at our, uh, I'm at my in-law's house. Oh, oh okay. Sarah's oh, parents, fun. which is <laughs> right. delightful. <laughs> uh, no, it's great. They're, yeah. they're great. And uh, it's nice to not be like spending a bunch of money on an Airbnb because right. the yes, model kept nice. going on and on. Um, oh yeah. So we hit. So we all we took a big family trip to to um, Maui. Oh yeah, I saw pictures. So it was right. Sarah and her brother and his kids and our kids and her parents. And it was like a whole big thing, and we really thought like, okay, we'll go off, we'll come back, and we'll be able to move into the house. No. And no. So, I'm but we're sorry. very very close. We're like okay, maybe okay. maybe this is like the tail end of it, like maybe two weeks at the most. Okay. Oh okay like, good. It's now like hooking up plumbing and and kind of getting some carpet in and and uh, like one functional bathroom so we can we can move in kind of thing right right so um and we're slowly moving furniture in now so it's we're really the, the end game here nice oh that's great thank you for thank you for that's, that. that's gotta <laughs> we, be a good feeling i know oh my god yeah well, actually, i think at the point we did the interview it was 10 months or something it was right? yeah it's, oh it's my now god. been a year <laughs> oh and uh it is we are and the kids you know the kids start school tomorrow Oh, they do. Really hoping to be in the house prior to school starting, but it was not meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, our school is not starting until September 7th. And uh, see, that's how I, my my childhood, you didn't start until after Labor Day, you know, in September. But yeah, well, here they, well, and everyone else here, because we're local, everyone else here is starting tomorrow. tomorrow. But I don't know why our school decided to wait. LAUSD is tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. We're not. Yeah. Oh, you're not LAUSD. Well, yeah, we're a charter. So I guess they just do whatever they want to do. We're a charter, (laughs) but we're an LAUSD charter. So it's a weird hybrid. Yeah. Like, I I know, I get so confused about the independent. I thought we were, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I know, yeah, the charters get some like funding from LAUSD, right. and I think, and normally our um, charter follows the LAUSD curriculum and like the way they do things. But ours was like, well, with COVID, let's see what happens yeah, with LAUSD, and then we'll open a little later. And yeah. So if you guys that way, have, if everything closed, they don't have to close. They can right. just say. If you, had, if you had opted to do remote learning, is it is it that same company that's doing the entire LAUSD? Like it, it's called like. Oh, I don't know. Angels, no. not City of Angels or something. It's like some. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Really? And they used to just. It used to be they were a, a homeschooling, you know, mm-hmm. company, but now they're doing for the entire district. So they've had to rapidly expand. I think very quickly wow. to handle all of this. Um, and so if if we had opted for that, it had to be through them. But if the school or the district decides to pull the plug on in-person learning, then we'll go back to like last year's oh, okay. school oh, wow. and the Zooms and stuff. Right. So, Computer mess. Yeah. Well, who knows? <laughs> I know. If, if we you go know. back, I... if we go back to homeschooling, Tori's going to just leave. Because, <laughs> because she, but with her job, it'll, her job allows her to work from home. Unlike yeah. my job where I have right. to go in. I'm... So she's home all day with them trying to do no. school and work. It's, and It's too much. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gonna... And are they, are either one of them 12 yet? Uh, one just turned 11 and one just right. turned nine. Yeah. Right. So our yeah. 11 and a half year old, uh-huh. he's, he'll, he won't be eligible for the vaccine until February. Yeah. And oh, wow. We are just, we're just championing the bit to like get him in there and like, I'm he hoping, he's, you know, begging. I'm hoping they're going to lower it. Like if it's FDA approved, do you think maybe we have a chance of I, him lowering the age? I, I think so. I know. Yeah, I think it has to do with like them testing the dose and they realize right. obviously yeah. the adult dose can go as low as 12 years old. And I right. think they're just trying to figure out the doses. Oh, for I younger see. For younger. What it is. It's, it's that I mean, they're testing right of... now. It's going on. So oh, 
fingers crossed, you know. Sure. But it's that perfect storm of timing of, of they're not quite old enough to get it, but they're starting to get the actual illness because of Delta. So it's like, right. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. So, you know. It's a very, I know, it's just a On crazy time. Right. <laughs> that's okay. Okay. So we'll get to the, but you know, I, that's good. We yeah. wanted to catch up first. Okay. Good. good. Um, okay. So, now, all right, this is the, so the episode that you're on here is called Teacher's Pet. Sure. And this is interesting because it's mostly just Mason and Tony's mm -hmm. kind of story. Exactly. Yeah. And and I, I've been thinking about that, actually, since I knew I was going to be talking to you guys about it. As much as I would have loved Mason to come back, I, it makes sense now that I, I think they really may have milked the character for everything they could because you know the first episode was i think meant to be a one-off the uh, right uh, right big, man, like, big girl on campus yeah and then they brought they brought mason back for the little love triangle thing with jesse with three teams right. and tony and then the third one's like well what do we do with him i mean i, right. I don't right. know if that's what they were thinking but they, so this idea of like tony going back to school and like mason being his you know his teacher right and after that like what do you really do with right. now could oh. Mason as a teacher have been a great spinoff? Listen, who am I? Yeah. I, I think I, so, I, but yeah. what are you going to do? You know, I was oh. thinking the same thing while I was watching. And I do, I'll go on a little bit, but I do have an idea that I think would have been cute for another Mason episode of a oh. buddy, a buddy up that we hadn't seen yet. But how did you find out that you were going back for this third episode? Do you remember? I, I don't think there was anything remarkable about, about it. I think I just got a call from, you know, my agent saying, Hey, they're, 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 you're on a veil. You know, they want these dates. For, it looks like you're going to go back to, to who's the boss. Right. Okay. And I was very excited. No, <laughs> um, right. It's like I'm thinking, oh, I, I really did think that this wouldn't be the last one, you know, that if they were bringing back Mason again, that they were still, you know, that this could go on. Yeah, um, I but, agree. Uh, I, uh, and I was excited that it was sort of a me and Tony, you know, episode because it really, as I look back on those episodes, they're sort of equal parts, Mason, Sam and Mason, right. Tony. Yeah. You know? um, I always thought of Mason as sort of being this sort of, character in Sam's universe but really there is this whole aspect of it that it's like almost more of a, a Tony friendship than it is a Sam friendship yeah I um, agree like the chemistry is almost better I mean chemistry is used I, in many different ways right, and the chemistry right. between you and Tony is right. better I think than Mason and Sam I mean, they, so they, they cut the part where Tony and I kiss but other than that <laughs> I, no. Well, um, no, I we, totally agree that that we had this. I'd never really thought about it before, but I think we really did have a, a really good chemistry together, Tony. Yeah. Well, the, ki the kiss always happened before the show, right? Tony would That's give right. you That's right. Every time. Every yep. time before the taping, big yes. smooch. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, big Italian smooch. Right that's right. Yeah, that's so funny. That's um, good Good to know about Tony. He um, was a very, very affectionate and very sweet in that way, you know, and very supportive, you know, in that way. So. Yeah, yeah, he seems like he is with the kids, especially. Yeah, like a very, oh, like very sure. much a father figure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and you were saying the, the last time we talked, the, yeah. you said that we, that this next episode was going to, or the last episode was going to be a you and Tony episode. And I always was kind of intrigued because um, like Tori and I have talked about before, like my watching of who's the boss, I. I fell off somewhere on season four or five right. watching it, you know, 
He's older than I am. I am. I am. <laughs> yes. Thank you oh for thank you for stating that. Um, I think when I hit high school and like when I got ready to graduate, I think I stopped watching. So as we're watching along now with the with the podcast, I'm learning. Okay, I saw that one. I saw that one. Now I'm I, I am in the unknown. On new, like, right, yeah. it is, territory. It is all new to me. So yeah. when you said that, oh. You know, it was a you and Tony have something like, what does that mean? But like, it truly was like Samantha yeah. comes in. She's like, look who I ran into. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's see you later. Yeah, you know, bye. see yeah. you later, Samantha. And it's you and Tony. Yeah. So, yeah, you um, were not kidding about that. I, I, there are a couple of things I remember from the episode. Um, one was that I was really excited. I got to have a moment with Mona. Oh um, yes, and there's that moment where she's like laughing at me, and, yes. and she buries her head in my in my shoulder, and I'm like, <laughs> Catherine Hellman is burying her head in my shoulder. It wow. was right? like yeah. this this brush with a legend, you know. Like yes. it was very exciting for me to get to do that with her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that yeah, that was cute because um, I. I was trying to think about that when we were watching because I think the only other interaction you had with her was when she told you to get out of her chair. Yeah. I think in, in Three Teens and a Tony. Yeah. Like, who are you? Get yeah. out of my chair. Yeah. yeah, I thought that. And that scene is so cute with the two of them laughing. Yeah. And um, But the thing, you know, we noticed about that scene is when they come in, they want... Angela wants to eat the brownies because right, she's been working out. And Tony's like, you can't eat the brownies because they're for Mason. And then the brownies get put on the kitchen counter and you no, never I get never, a brownie. I don't even, I didn't even remember about the brownies. No. That's so funny. Yeah, that had nothing to do with brownies. No, one, you get, you get no one. brownies and right. then you just and, leave. And then the line that you brought your teacher home. You know, you, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then he says, well, actually, I carried him home. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's a funny scene. Like, it's, you yeah, know, Catherine Hellman, I have to say, like, was a very, very early inspiration for me. Really? Way before Who's the Boss, which was the, my very first ever TV gig when I was 12, I guess, was on Benson. Mm. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. right. Benson was a spinoff of Soap. Right, right. Soap. Right, Soap. She, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And... I I I never I've never forgotten this when I when I showed up for work on Benson, um, she was there because she was directing um, the next week's episode of Benson. Oh, so cool. she would direct some episodes of Benson. Mm -hmm. and I think she directed uh, some episodes of Who's the Boss as well. Yeah, she did. And I remember seeing her like in the hallway there, like in the offices, the production offices, and then seeing like on some paperwork like a printed schedule that she was directing the next week's episode. And I was so like amazed by that because I knew her from, from soap. Right. And I was like, wait a minute, actors can direct. This right. <laughs> like that's a thing. And I was, I, that was the moment that I decided like, that's what I want to do when I get to be older. Like I want to be able to direct episodes. And so nice. she was like a, a very early inspiration for me in that, in that way. That's and really to then get to work with her was you know kind of a little bit of a wow that's true you know? yeah that totally is great. that's sweet yeah. like the I mean my biggest um, sadness over there being a re revival if there is a revival now is that you know if they would have done this ten years ago mm -hmm. they could have had her on it and I think you know it would have been really nice to uh, I, if they do this um, if they do the revival I really hope that they can work in some sort of like you know, in a sitcom way, a little memorial to like, right. because obviously they've also lost Mona, like the right. whole family, Absolutely. you know, yeah. in some way would maybe want to um, pay tribute to Mona. So yeah. I, I, I thought I had read early on when they, 
when there are first rumors of the reboot, one of them saying, maybe Tony, somebody saying, it's not going to happen because there's no yeah. Yeah, that's they were. Um, they kind of stood by that yeah, for a while. I, I remember I think. that too yeah. because I actually remember the day that she passed away. I messaged you, and I was like, "Well, there goes any yeah. hope for uh, right. who's the boss reboot." Because yeah. we always talked about that that would be a great. And this was yeah. What I don't know how many years ago. It was probably almost Six, well, yeah, because she passed away in 2018 or oh, was it? Oh, okay, but, that recent. Okay. Um, I felt like it was. But when reboots started becoming popular, I think there's yeah. a way to pull it off. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, nice absolutely. If, like if her presence just loomed large. Right. Yeah. You know, yes. You know, if there was like a massive like portrait of her over the fireplace and like, uh -huh. a lot of <laughs> to her or something, you know. Or they yeah. run into to gentlemen who knew her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I know Mona. I remember you, Mona. You know she lived life to her the fullest That's all right. the way to the end, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so then the last time we spoke, my mom made a note to tell me that I did not ask you about what it was like oh. to work with Judith Light. <laughs> My only recollection is that it was wonderful. Yeah. You know, she was very kind and, and very supportive and very friendly. Nothing yeah. but good stuff. We know. love Judith Light over here. Mm. We've watched pretty much everything she's done. We do. Yeah. Even the, yeah, the really old Even bad we, movies. <laughs> we I love watching old the, stuff. So sometimes we'll sit down and watch like an old TV movie. We picked a couple of hers. Like they're, Hallmark type movies. They're awful, oh, listen, but she still shines. And yeah, she's also she's like, great in she's how many great episodes of like, of like Law and Order as a judge has she done? Like I think she's done a bunch of those. Like, yes, mm -hmm. SUV. Yeah. yeah. Transparent. Um, I mean. Yeah, she's great and transparent. I will say there, there's two people who I worked with that I've have had sort of career resurgences like that. Right. I mean, maybe I, you can't even call it a resurgence because they never, they've been working constantly since then. Mm -hmm. But somehow it's sort of in the zeitgeist now, Judith being one of them yeah. and uh, Gene Smart being the other. Oh my uh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I did like three episodes of Designing Women. And so it's, I love it. I love watching them yeah. be everywhere now. Um, and everyone loved them because they're yeah. great. Yeah, she we she's have, actually very nice. We um we have a her, bit of a connection with her. We do. Her daughter uh, dances at our daughter's. Um, Are you kidding? I did it doesn't anymore? Oh, did. She doesn't anymore. So and we would see her all the time at the studio. And and her husband, also uh, Richard, Richard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So sweet, and nice he I was always baseball with him constantly. Yeah, so always I, there. I, I, I directed Richard in a play in two thousand seven. Oh, nice. oh wow! It was a two character play. It was Richard and Yardley Smith, um, who does the yeah from oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and this was at the Falcon in Burbank, which was Gary Marshall's theater, and I was hired. <laughs> I was a nervous wreck because I didn't know either one of them, and I had only directed plays like with people that I knew and was close to. Mm -hmm. So I was like any real actor who like knows like real protocols and be like, who is this frog? You know, like I was <laughs> terrified to like come in there and like. Um, and you know, Gary was, oh, don't worry about it. They'll <laughs> love you. It'll be fine. You know, so um, and it was. And Richard was so sweet and just yeah, loved to sit around really and tell nice stories guy. all day. And uh, yeah, was nice man. great anecdotes and really, really lovely guy. Yeah. Um, so I had worked with Gene first, you know, years before, and then mm -hmm. and I worked with Richard, you know, mid two thousand. So. That was a very, a very sad loss. Yeah, some mm -hmm. um, devastating. So, and at the when I was in the tap class with Gene Smart at the time, like I, I don't know, I was at work one day with a couple of people, and we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, and Gene Smart's in our class, and they were like, who? 
And I was like, um, well, she's to be on Designing Women. And this was only like a year ago and over two years ago because of the pandemic. And now it's like, yeah, Jean Smart from Hacks yeah, from and Mayor of Easttown. Like, yes, it's just amazing. Yeah. And it's but just, she, it's, it's like it's one of those things where she's in everything and I want her to be in everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. And that, I kind of felt the same way about Judith. Like I just, every time I see her in anything, I'm like, yes, you, you should be in this. Yes. And you're right that she really did. I mean, she had been working all along, but her 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 resurgence was really transparent. And I think she's even credited them to putting her kind of back in the spotlight. And she's she's fantastic in that role. Um, (laughs) And Kevin and I joke because every week there's a news article about a show that Judith lights in that's not the who's the boss right right. <laughs> right right like wait yes. a minute she has to have the time she's I not know. running time for something I no, know she's in everything. I hope they're sending her flowers wrapped in money yes. yeah absolutely. absolutely at least at least just be in a part-time or some way on FaceTime maybe she's out of the country yeah. and Tony just talks her on FaceTime <laughs> <laughs> um, she's working for like I don't know like Doctors Without Borders or something you know yes exactly yeah. yes like she I don't know. I've had to go find herself after Mona's passing. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, so then, okay, what was the, now the one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about is: Do you remember at all, like, kind of what the shooting, like, how how did the schedule work when you would have? Was it a week that you would work? It, was, it would be one week, uh-huh. five days, five days. So I don't remember if it was a Monday through Friday or a Tuesday through, you know whatever it was, but right. let's, say, let's say it was Monday through Friday. So Monday you would come in and you would do a table read and that's all you would do. Um, you know, we'd sit around the table, the network would be there, all the producers would be there, cast, and you would just sit there, read through the script and they would frantically be taking notes about like what jokes were working, what jokes weren't working. And then you would go home. And nice. we, like Alyssa and I would stay because we had to do school so like, oh, like right. we would probably do our little three hours of school and then we would leave um but everyone else just got to leave after the after the read except for the writers of course who have to go right. and, you know, slave away for you know, right <laughs> right so, rewrite the, the episode morning, you know, right. right um and then the next day so then you come back tuesday and you'd start to like get it on its feet you know do like rough blocking um and then you know go home then Wednesday you'd come in and like finish blocking it. And at the end of the day, there would be a run through for the network. Oh, okay. And it would all come and it was all very tense and terrifying. They'd sit around and, you know, director's chairs and like things would get laughs where they wouldn't. And then there'd be a lot more frantic rewriting until five o'clock in the morning. You know? Wow. And every week the network, they were that involved in it. Oh yeah. Wow. And then you'd wow. come in, then you'd come in, let's say Thursday morning then, and there'd be all like, there'd be new pages in like goldenrod you know there's always the colors were kind right. of the colors yeah. the would be right. white then the rewrites would be blue then it would be you know salmon it, it kept changing right. and and there would be like asterisks by any new dialogue that was that new. so you're now you're integrating all this new mm-hmm. the day the day before taping you know you're getting you're getting new dialogue um and thursday would be camera blocking so it's all just sort of technical blocking for you know all the set of all the shots and then at the end of the day, another network run through. And then Friday wow. we'd come back and we would have our, the two, we, there'd be two tapings on a Friday. You know, right. you'd, you'd tape one, have dinner, come back and tape, but you know, tape, tape again. Okay, interesting. So that was it. 
Now, it's funny that you mentioned the blocking one because we noticed a little bit of an almost goof in this oh, episode. Really? So, um, everything. <laughs> when you when you come home with Samantha, you come and sit on the couch, and Samantha's wearing a big jacket. Yeah, like so she goes over to that mirror that's by the front door. And Alyssa's taking the jacket off, and you can tell that Alyssa can't get the jacket off of one of her arms. <laughs> and so she's kind of struggling, and, but then she hits, she makes it to her mark in time for her line because it, so like she just running rips the jacket off, throws it on the floor, yeah. and then like runs to get to her spot to be able to deliver yeah, her totally line. Totally just throws yeah. it on the floor, yeah, like doesn't right. bother it. And, yeah. and then she runs over, and right. as she's running over, she starts delivering the line. Right. Like you could tell it and was like because, run and you know, gun, you know? Because, you, you know, ultimately you do, you know, multiple takes if that, something goes wrong. You know, they right. stop, they go back, they do it again. You could always tell that like the, the laughs that the audience is doing, like when they've only seen this, the scene for the first time. Right. The time they've seen it for the fourth time, it's like, you know, the, yeah. the, the laughs are getting like, you know. Right. 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 But we've um, heard that um, Tony would try to keep it to just a couple of takes to get it to would. move it was, quickly. It, we, it, they were not like long nights, you know. Yeah. But it, it's sort of interesting that, that they wouldn't, that they kept that in because you figured yeah. there were two tapings. Right. And each time they probably had multiple takes of the scene. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, the jacket's on the floor the entire rest it, of the maybe scene. That, that was that was just the best take and they really wanted to use it. So they were like, yeah. who cares? You know? Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, when you come in there as a guest star, are you extra nervous about being the one to flub a line? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's um, got to be so and, stressful. And, and they're always pretty great about it, you know. Um, and they screw up enough that like you don't really feel that terrible. But if you were the okay. only one screwing up, you know. Right, right. Um, but when I was most terrified though about it was when I would work on um, soap operas. So I worked oh, on Days yeah. of Our Lives. Yeah. And I did about six different characters over the course of six seasons on that show. They just they didn't care. Right. I, I, I was <laughs> I was a I was a I was like a doctor one you know, thing. I was a <laughs> lab tech. I was a computer hacker. I was a PR guy. Didn't <laughs> nice. like, you've done the show before? You know how to do it? Okay, we'll use you yeah. again. Because Even better. It's so fast. Mm -hmm. They have to get through so much. And if you screw up, they just keep it in. Yeah. So I can remember my very first, especially if you're not one of the, the regulars, you know, you're right. just a guest. I like flubbed the line uh, and the scene ended and they were like, okay, moving on. And I was like, well, wait, I... Oh. I kind of screwed up the line. He's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. And off they went and <laughs> the flub stayed in. Yeah. And, you know, it's just oh. like you just got, and that's terrifying because you know they're not going to do it again if you blow it. You know? Yeah. Well, I've heard, you know, soap operas get a lot of bad rap for being, you know, lower quality TV. Right. But for training for an actor, I've heard that soaps are actually terrific because you're Absolutely. learning so much dialogue and you're doing so much every day you're, you're learning so much dialogue you're learning a lot about camera blocking because they basically are like mm -hmm. you come in and they just go okay uh say you're gonna say your first line here move to that mark over everything's like pre-marked for you it's like they're right. not you know sitcoms or a play or something you're, you're kind of working it out with them right. trying to figure out where you want to go you spend you spend half an hour like you know block this is all pre-blocked before you get there and there's like, say that line on that mark, move over there, say your next three lines, come over here. Say, and you're just having to take it all in and hope that you remember and not screw it up. Yeah. And you get a couple of rehearsals, obviously. Right, but right. It really, you're learning a lot about blocking, about camera blocking, and certainly about memorizing dialogue because they're throwing a lot at you. Yeah. And then rewrites at the last second, you know. Yeah. It's, um, 
thank God it's not live, you know. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of sad that the, I mean, yeah, I was, I used to love General Hospital when I was a kid, but it feels like now they're just, they're dying out. Like, there's only a few left on CBS. I don't even CBS. know what's left anymore. I know all there my children gone. I know. I haven't watched them in so many years. I used to. I know. My, I, my brother, when I was a teenager, or when I was a kid, my brother was a teenager. He was really into Days of Our Lives for some reason. Yeah. So I would sit and like. I have. I have a good yeah. friend who was like, into Days of Our oh, Lives. Oh yeah. Like who was religiously yeah. like he would. Oh. Go and, and watch it every who day. Was so yeah. into all my children that she would basically kick you out of her house when it was time to watch. Right. Uh, but it was before, <laughs> yeah. This was before TiVo, you know, or whatever. Right. Exactly. Okay. Gotta go. Sadly, yep, I know a lot know. about all my children. Yeah, the no, there's years. just my parents were. My, my mom was way into it. Yeah, yeah. did my story record? Well, and, and I yeah. feel like <laughs> soaps kind of go with families. Like your family watches, like because yeah, grandma like, watches yeah. it, so mom watches it, right. so then you, you watch it. it. I, right, I heard it days of my last week. <laughs> exactly. <brother>. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think on CBS there's only Young and the Restless and Bold and the Beautiful yeah, left. That sounds about right. And General know. Hospital is still along, so my mother still watches every single episode. Yeah. I think uh, days, days is still on. I think. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think. Yeah. I don't know. That's um, amazing. But, but yeah, it's kind of sad that they're going away. Soap operas is there's no seasons and like it's constantly yeah. just going. Yeah. You know. And, and also, that's... like five years later, these characters are still in the same hospital room <laughs> talking about the same thing. Like it's like they repeat the same beat over and over right. again. Right. Of the course of the season, it's like. <laughs> Totally. That's so funny. That's so true. Okay, so then my idea for, because I am sad that this is the last time that we see Mason. And again, I remember you saying that you felt like it was longer than three episodes. And as a kid, I Mm -hmm. feel like it was longer than three episodes also. It definitely felt like that to me. Like, I'm... And people seem to remember Mason. Yeah, like that. they were. They, it felt like more than three episodes, but it really was just the three. Yeah, he's definitely a very memorable, memorable character. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen Mason and Jonathan have an episode together. That would have been cool. Yeah, I because could have been tutoring him or something. I don't know. You know. Yeah, because I feel like there's one in one episode. They kind of hint to. Um, Jonathan being, you know, like he looks up to Mason because he is Mason just younger, you know, right. like he gets picked on at school right. and like that kind of stuff. And right. he's smarter Absolutely. than everyone else. Right. So it would have been really cute to kind of see some sort of yeah, buddy thing with them. But I have a new idea for the reboot. Right. Here we go. <laughs> bring it. Bring it. Bonnie and Mason got married. That's amazing. Right? Because there's always those those people in high school that like knew each other, but yeah. then they weren't. And then they find they each other later, later in life, yeah, college right. and stuff. Although Mason was already out of college. So yes, Bonnie and, and I, Mason are married. And, and, and Bonnie was, was Shauna Lane Block, right? That yeah. Was, mm-hmm. yeah. And so yes. we've, we've known each other for a million years and we're still you know, connected over social media. Oh, great. Oh, that's, that's great. cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, she's the last, so she's the only friend that lasts throughout the entire. Is that right? Yeah, right. we've watched we them all did, leave. We just did one with her, right? Was that? Um, yeah, she's um, she's in a lot this season. Oh, yeah, we um, we went ahead the, the, and we did the next episode, Mrs. Rosini's uncle, and she's in that one. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, we but yeah, when it started one. out. I love that, that she lasts that long. That yeah, I think. Better. I yeah. think she lasts all the way to the end, I, if I, I remember I correctly. Yeah. Um, but she's the only one because it started out with Nicole Eggert, right? Um, and, and Angela Lee, yeah, yep. with, mm-hmm. right? Yes, and then another lady—I can't remember her name. She played Robin, right? 
Um, but she went on to go do something else. She, they lost her pretty quickly. And so, yeah, and then eventually Nicole Eggert leaves, I'm guessing, to go do Charles in Charge. Probably, and yeah. then Julia leaves, who is Angela Lee. Right. And then, which we saw her on an episode of Shameless in oh, really? season. Yeah, yeah, in season yeah. 10, she's in an episode I, I of actually Shameless. Saw, I actually hung out with her not that long ago. Oh, nice. Um, oh, just cool. like a couple of years ago. And, yeah. and we, again, social media, we're all still Right, right. Stuff. That's really cute. That's, yeah, that's great, great that you guys, that you're connected to them being as it was only yeah, three episodes we were, we were yeah. all kids together you know so yeah that's cute um, the other thing oh. i remember about this episode is that i think when i first read the script i had not seen citizen kane yet oh so that's i right. did not know what the rosebud <laughs> reference was right and when i said it at first i think i just i just guessed as to how they wanted me to say it like i didn't right. know what, it was, what i was mimicking and uh, it wasn't until later that i realized that right I, oh that's what that is yeah if I have seen that movie, it was so long ago I that I That's... looked up the Rosebud reference because I was like, what does yeah. it mean? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was like, like, I remember thinking, like, I said it and the audience laughed. So right. They got so, it. And right. I think I was too embarrassed to ask. Like, I didn't right. want to, like, I knew I probably should know what this was. And so I didn't, like, right, right. You know, ask them. So I just sort of did it. And, and no one corrected me on how I was saying it. So I was like, <laughs> nope. Yeah, no, you hit it. It was perfect. Do you remember, um, did they put something down for you to fall on when you're supposed to faint? They must have. I don't, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know there was a, yeah, there was like a pad there that I found. Yeah. You went down, so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I loved working with Alan Oppenheimer, who played the Dean. Yes. Um, So he, again, like, I I think, I sensed from, I loved veteran character actors from a very early age. And I Mm -hmm. think I, I sensed, early on that like if I was going to have a career as an adult that's what it was going to be right. so I've always just been very into um you know elderly character actors right um Alan is still yeah not only is he still alive he's still working working yeah we looked wow. he's got a lot of voiceover yeah. work There's a lot of voiceover doing. stuff yeah um and, and he had been I... on like Broadway I think in like in the, I think he was in the original Broadway cast of uh, Sunset Boulevard back in the 90s wow um and he's done, I mean, so much classic TV, you know, Get Smart and, and you know, Hogan's Hero, like all, all the right. way back. He's, so that was fun to get to work with him, too. You know what we have realized, too, in watching this show, when we look at the actors, is, so uh, Rhoda Gemignani, who plays Mrs. Rosini, mm-hmm. in the pilot mm-hmm. episode of Who's the Boss, the actress was 43 years old. And... I'm <laughs> now, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> but... Like so, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm two years older than Mrs. Rosini is in the pilot episode, but I just I feel like. Do you know about kid look, that Mrs. Rosini? People was call the Wilford Brimley cocoon line. Do you know? Right. About that? Yes. 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 Right. Tom Cruise. I am now the age right. Wilford Brimley was when he did cocoon. Right. It's great. Yeah, I saw one meme recently. It was Paul Rudd and and him next to each other and they right. said paul rudd is now the <laughs> yeah. same age yeah, yeah. Mean, it was like that whole yeah and it's yeah. like you're looking at it like what so paul rudd. alan oppenheimer when i looked him up i believe in his first episode of who's the boss which is a couple of episodes before this one he was only like 58 or 60. so i feel like either they made people look older or people just it's looked just, older I, we were kids believe so. that people looked older i know yeah than they do now yeah. I don't know why that is. I hope so. It works, but yeah. I, I just hope it keeps going. <laughs> I know. But I, the thing is, I will look and see some people from high school, like you know, on Facebook or whatever. I'll see people I went to high school with and think, 
yeah, yeah. we all still look pretty young. Or, you right, know, right. Then I'll see someone else I went to high school with and go, <laughs> you look like someone's grandmother or I know. grandfather. I know. Like, Why is that? How I, is I, that possible like, that I'm the same? hard living or something? Yeah. Or, I, <clears throat> We've I had agree. that experience. All the time I'll do sure. that with her. I'll be like, look at this person on Facebook. <laughs> like, this woman looks like she's 60 and she's my age, you know? Right. And it's just like, how, I don't know. How I also sometimes think about how young some of my friends' parents were when we were oh, kids. We oh, thought, absolutely. Oh, these grown-ups, yeah, they're so right. old. They're so old. And they were like in their 20s. Oh, yeah. You know, like, know. they were just I know. kids. You know, yeah. so my I mom know. and I only have a 22-year difference. Yeah, I know. And I have a 35-year difference with my first child. <laughs> so, yeah. and like my dad, was, my dad was 47 when I was born. Wow. Yeah. So, I but had like, an old dad, you know. Yeah. But like now it's completely common. Like when I mm -hmm. find a, a kid at school whose parent is young, I'm, they're like that. I'm like, oh, wow. It's surprising, yeah. Yeah, it is yeah. surprising because most of the moms that we know are, you know, uh -oh, are around. And people are waiting longer and longer to have their first kid. Right. Yeah. Like we did. Yes, which I still can't decide what's better. Like, w then when you're 47, you get to like go out do whatever. I, I know, don't know. I see. Or... Like I said, again, it's like <laughs> well, on Facebook. I, I had a friend whose kid, she had her her son very early. She was, I think, you know, in her late teens, and then he got yeah. to about 18, and she's almost done. And then she got pregnant again. And I was no. like, yeah. what are you, what? Dude, I know. you doing? You're done. That's right. her worst nightmare. Part of all of the I know. I can't. I no can't. Way. Even. Um, I see. She oh, has oh. dreams. She oh. has dreams all the time that she's pregnant. She wakes up. She's like, I had a dream I was pregnant. <sighs> Those are nightmares. Because yeah, we, we'll, we'll be watching TV. Sarah and I'll just be like, aren't you glad that's not us? I know. Yeah. I know, because like now I feel like this is a really great, and you have what you said, 11 and a half and nine. 11 and, yeah, 11 and a half and yeah. nine. So that, yeah, we have 11 and nine, and I really feel like this, like traveling with them is great now. Mm -hmm. right. And, you know, they still annoy me, and I still can't get them to clean and stuff like that. But, clean, but yeah. Flush. There are a lot of things that are, that are still annoying. But yes. traveling has been great. They're great. Yes. Scenes. Like the Hawaii trip, they were like, it was a piece of cake. Yeah. And they're at that age where they're not like, are we there yet every five seconds in the car? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, they, they can entertain themselves for hours on end. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Have you been out to the science center recently? Not recently, no. So we took them um, just like a, this past yeah, week. And I feel years. like it was the first time that they did everything and loved everything. Like even the space shuttle where normally they're just like, oh, it's a big plane. Oh, That's cool. No. Right. No, this time they were, they were like it. reading the walls the and like, time. how old were you when this happened? Right. And I like, know, with this shuttle tragedy, tell yeah. me about and that. And the Lego and... display there, there's it's called Art of the Brick. Oh, and it's fantastic. a bunch of sculptures and Legos. Our kids are very into Legos. So yeah. Oh, you should go. It's They'll love it. it. And it's also a good way to expose them to art because there's like um the mona lisa and lego so they have like a picture of what the art is and then the sculpture kind of matches and some of it and person then who did them who does, yeah, all, does the, them all the sculptures that's amazing but for yeah, the first time i was like oh this is what it's like to bring children to a museum right they're <laughs> why people, right, right. They're, yeah they're interested in things and they right. um We've been talking a lot. Like we want to take them to New York. We're now oh, yeah. we're excited to take them places and show them things. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're cognizant now, and they're, right. they appreciate it. They'll remember it. You know. Right. Yeah. We're we're, we're doing going the, New York the beginning of December. December. We wanted to do Christmas in New York. When we planned so. it, 
you know, things seem better. So yeah, I'm hoping. So hopefully things yeah. will be. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. We've taken a lot of your time. No, no, okay, go ahead. No, no, please. One, one other thing I forgot to mention about the episode, of course, was yeah. that Kelsey Noble. Oh, yes. The girl went on to marry Kirk Cameron. Yes. Right. They've been, they've been married for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't know if they were already dating at that point. I don't think that they were. I think so, I, we looked it up. Yeah, uh, we looked it up because she was in an episode before that. No, she, yeah, she um, met him. And she met, okay, so she did an, a spot on Full House. That's what it was, Full and House. And she met Kirk Cameron on the set when right. she was on Full right. House. That's what I, I remember. So I believe that, that they, they knew each other. I'm not sure if they were dating yet. And then. She did the stint house. on right. uh, Growing Pains. Oh, she was on Growing yeah. Pains, too, right, of course. Um, That's great. Yeah, right. um, yeah. And I, so I had done, so Candace and I did two Disney Sunday movies together. So this was back when ABC had this thing called the Disney Sunday movie. Yeah. And Michael Eisner would introduce each, you know, thing. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that, actually. And, uh, so we had done one called Little Spies, and she was with Mickey Rooney. <laughs> and uh, she was like... Watch five years old maybe six when we did okay. that she was little little um and then she and i did another one together a couple of years later called bigfoot um oh. which was huh. about bigfoot oddly i think right? i remember the first <laughs> i wonder one. if you can find those anywhere like on youtube yeah, like, oh, yeah. you can find them. okay yeah. you know <laughs> i know but uh, that's what makes them fun <laughs> so I knew, like i knew Kirk a little bit from from that those sort of experiences. yeah mm-hmm. gone like in a group to Disneyland at one point at like the height of his fame. And that was crazy. Of, I like, bet. People chasing him. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, to sort of run away. Um, and uh, when we were like up in Big Bear, he came up and like, we rode, like went out and rode ATVs one weekend with like the prop guy, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I knew him a little bit, but not, not well. Um, right. And I haven't seen, you know, either one of them for 30 something years yeah yeah now they seem to be working on the left left behind series a lot which yes that's the big thing for him (laughs) over the over the course of the last 15 20 years yeah at least and he how many times can you get left behind i've never never seen one how many times can the rapture happen is what i want He got a little in a little bit of trouble too, uh, caroling right around Christmas. He was like organizing outdoor caroling in the height yeah. of COVID. Well, he had the beach party too, the maskless I beach think party. So, yeah. I don't, he, I don't he, think he organized a big beach party at the at in Malibu and is like, it's no mass and we're having a big yeah. beach party. I don't think he and I would have a lot in common. We <laughs> 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 never did actually. Right. Uh, and yeah. he was a Me. teen idol and I was a teen year old. <laughs> So, right. <laughs> I loved Mason. Um, and Candace Cameron was actually on an episode of Who's the Boss? Um, she did a, what is the episode? Okay. Oh, I know what it is. It was the spinoff called Mona. And I, she, yes, oh, right. Yeah. And it was just one episode mm-hmm. that they aired during Who's the Boss to like start the spinoff. And she played young Mona in like a flashback. That's right. That's she's right, tiny. That's right. She's oh, so cute. The house and everything. Yeah. I totally forgot. And the show, and the, that was it. The, it never went beyond yeah, the Yeah. Never went no. anywhere. And it was the other pilot, which was the modeling thing, right? Yes. Right. Yes. Living yeah. dolls. Living and dolls. we, we I haven't. I before, but. Oh, really? It was weird because. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get it. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious that you auditioned for yeah. a part? And okay, I thought you were joking that you auditioned no, no, to I be like a living was, one was, of the models. Okay, I think it was my friend Chris Young who ended up doing it. I think. If oh, I okay. 
maybe. Oh, I'd have to look um, that up. Oh, yeah. Look. But it was a completely different part. And then. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we haven't gotten to that yet in the mm -hmm. series. I think season five is when they introduced that. And that but who's spinoff. Who was it? Like, who was the character yeah, that spinoff? Yeah, who was this for? It was Leah Remini. And then, oh, okay, right. so there's, and we haven't gotten there yet, but apparently there are two episodes that show up on the Who's the Boss. So the, the actual pilot for Living Dolls had Leah Remini and Halle Berry, but they originally, and I guess it like kind of put Halle Berry in the no spotlight. Idea. I don't think she had done anything before that. But there's an original pilot of Living Dolls that they now have made a Who's the Boss episode that is different, I think, and it's not Halle Berry because they ended up recasting whoever they originally had in the Halle Berry role when they actually hmm. went with the pilot. Hmm. And that show did go a season. I, I was going to say, it was more than just the pilot. Yeah, Yeah, that one went a season. The other one that didn't work out was the Fran Drescher, Donna Dixon spinoff yeah. that they tried to do. That I'm hearing about for the first time. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. It's a, <laughs> but it was um, Fran well, when Drescher. When was that one? That was that was like season three or season something. Three, yeah. It was and like the end of. Had yeah, Donna Dixon been on the show more more than once? No. no so Fran so. Fran Drescher had been on the show before, but then uh, Fran Drescher plays this lady who's auditioning to be the model for a pasta company right and she thinks she's got the job in the bag and donna dixon shows up and the guy's just to so taken with donna dixon's beauty that he gives <laughs> it to her instead and then angela works it out so that the two of them can share the campaign and then they were going to go on to be like the right know, that was going to be the, sh that the, was the yeah show. it was going to be the two of them living together doing this campaign i don't know really interesting that's a strange strange premise for a show it, <laughs> I actually, I will say, I just watched Spies Like Us again recently, and mm -hmm. I would have been taken with Donna Dixon too. Yeah, she was. Yeah, oh yeah, she was gorgeous. Um, yeah, yeah. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Bosom yeah. Buddies. yeah, yeah. Which I love that show, even though it's not really PC these days. No. But when <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, it now, you're like, oh, it, when it was all done in in good heartedness, you know, yes. it's not a good representation now. But It'd be a little problematic now. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> but um, I yeah, I loved Sonny and um, Tom Hanks's character. Mm -hmm. But yeah, well, and they're I actually with Peter Scolari on oh. New Heart. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I remember him on New Heart. Taught me yeah. how to juggle. This is oh. my, my Peter Scolari story. Nice. He said, I could teach you to juggle in 20 minutes. And I said, not a chance. I'm the most uncoordinated. Like I can't, you know, it'll never right. happen. And in 20 minutes, he taught me how to juggle and I can still do it. I've never really? seen how to juggle. He absolutely pulled it off. Oh, oh, my I gosh. I, I would love to know how to juggle, <laughs> I but I feel the same way as uh, there would be no way because I'm so uncoordinated. It, and but I, I've tried to pass it on to others. Like, oh, I can teach you in 20 minutes. <laughs> no, okay, <do> it. <laughs> yeah. not a, I'm not a good teacher, but he uh, that was that's that's my Peter. I've never saw him again, but he is he left a lasting legacy in my life. Right. Oh, that's that's cool. nice. You have that's, all these little nuggets of um, interactions with people. And you know, I think that's what's fun about having been sort of a journeyman actor that went from show to show is I got yeah. to interact with so many different people. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I just get to tell stories every time, you know, someone dies. Aww. Like, oh, oh. I, you know, it's, it's I, goes, every time someone dies that someone knows I work with, give a story to tell. Right. <laughs> I know the reason, the Marky Post one is very sad yeah, recently. Really unbelievably yeah. sad. She was yeah. very lovely and sweet. Yeah. Oh, I lose you for a second. Yeah, yeah, just cut out for a little tiny bit thing. there. Yeah. She was a yeah, lovely, sweet, and 
very funny. Yeah, such a shame. I want it's to like, revisit Night Court now. I, I, I love that show. Yeah. I, I mean, well, where's is that streaming somewhere? Um, it must be. It has to. Yeah, I think it's right. on. Please don't say Paramount Plus. I don't know it. Okay, because I, <laughs> I should know I that know. if so. Um, but I know <laughs> it. I think it is no, somewhere. I but um, I don't think it's I, Paramount Plus. Okay, maybe it's on so. um, Peacock. Oh, okay. I don't know. Because anyway, they still. I used to watch that show. They're discussing rebooting that one. Which, I love you it. know, it's going to obviously have a different feel to yeah. it, but yeah, right. Is, is, um, wait, did, did Harry Anderson die? This is a terrible. yes, he, he did, did. Yes. he did, yes. Yeah. But you know what? I have that all the time. When somebody dies, I'm like, wait a minute, weren't they already dead? I know, I know. <laughs> which is awful. There's always actors I assume are dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and still working, which is amazing. Yes. I love. They I know. They're still working. I think that's. Fantastic. It actually just recently happened to me last week with Bobby Bowden. Oh, yeah. You were convinced show. he was already dead. Oh, you thought he was already dead. I'm like, oh, my gosh. He's, I thought he was already dead. I mean, you know, he's 91. I have noticed that a lot of the older actors on this show have lived into their 90s. That's a great sign. Yes, right? <laughs> a lot of the guest stars on here, if they have passed away, they were in their 90s. Yes, I mean, so James Coco was on early on, right? Yes, he was on. An unfortunate one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was a cute tribute that they did to him post-passing. Yeah. Um, because they weren't expecting, obviously, right. him to pass away, and then they kind of had to wrap up the Nick Milano. That was a pretty good episode, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was with, a sweet um, tribute Samantha. to him. I'd like him. to go back and watch that again. It's a good one. It's I loved good. him. I mean, never met him, didn't work with him, but I, I just loved him as an actor. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've taken so much of your time. And have I, have I answered everything. Have we talked about the? I don't know. Oh, did we? we you know. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Because I mean, I didn't have it. It was. It's hard to like pick out specific questions from the actual episode, but um, I feel like we did. We covered everything that was on my list as far as like your experiences there. Yeah. There was a, a crash pad for the fall. Right. You know what Rosebud was. You didn't get a brownie. Chelsea Noble married Kirk Cameron. <laughs> Do you? You did yeah. mention you don't. They you don't survived like... the rapture. Right. <laughs> Do you? Oh wait, and you almost. I don't. I don't know if you remember this, but you almost knock over a glass of milk. But yeah, Tony Danza catches it in the kitchen. Is it scripted or is it just a thing that happened? I think it was just a happened. thing that happened, but it kind of works perfectly for Mason because, like, as you get up to leave, you almost knock over a glass of milk, and then the chairs kind of all like haphazardly stuck sideways as you walk out the door. <laughs> He's such a, a schlemiel. Great thing about people say, what's the difference between a schlemiel and a schlemazel? A schlemiel is the guy who will get up and spill the glass of milk on you. A schlemazel is a guy who's always having milk spilled on him. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's the two. I never I knew that. Mason's more of a schlemiel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if you weren't planning it, it really worked with the characters. I don't so it I was good. imagine that was planned. I would think I remember having to do that over and over again. I think it must have just been a random thing and yeah. Tony's quick boxer reflexes. <laughs> Cat like reflexes. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. You're it was welcome. great to it was talk to you. you guys again. And if you have yeah. any follow up questions, you know where to find me. I will. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and all right, here's to Mason and Bonnie being married in the reboot. I'm yeah. all for it. I'm going yeah, to pitch that to Shauna. So. Yes, do it. Okay. All <laughs> right. Thank you all so right. much. Bye. See ya. Thank you, Adam Carl. That was fun. It, yeah. I didn't mean to talk to him for almost an hour, but it, it just kind of flew by. I didn't I realize. I know it did. We were just talking after. away about stuff and <laughs> it is what it is. So...
you can fast forward to it or not. <laughs> no, just fast forward through our parts, not <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's what I'm saying. Today we're going to cover Season 5, Episode 9. The episode is Teacher's Pet. It mm-hmm. first aired on Tuesday, January 3rd, 1989. Wow. And the TV Guide summary says... Teacher's pet Tony wants off the leash when student teacher Mason shows blatant favoritism toward him. Wow, I feel like I feel like someone was really trying with this one because they went with a pun there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, wait till you hear mine. <laughs> okay. uh, Tony is very proud to hear his prodigy, former protege, protege Mason, will be teaching one of his college courses. He and Angela give pointers on how to overcome his timid, timid, timidity. Yes, thank you. Timid, timidity. I still can't say it. I'm um, not even sure that I said it right, but. Which led to his fainting in the first lesson. Alas. 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 Sorry, I didn't mean to say alas. Alas. <laughs> Being the gratefully doting teacher's pet becomes so embarrassing. Tony ends up talking to the girls' advice to hand in a terrible paper. The dean volunteers to mark the stack it's in, so Tony begs to get it back in vain, boating truth time for Professor Mason. Boating truth time. I know. It's kind of all over the place, but there it is. (laughs) That's all I got. All right. Well, it's not the worst one we've heard, but, you know, it's not the best. Yeah, whatever. But it's got all the all the parts there. It does. This episode was written by John Donnelly and Clay Graham. We've heard their names before. I feel like they've written okay at least seven episodes at this point. When this episode opens, Tony walks in on Angela doing just classic eighties exercises. <laughs> so, do you think she wheeled? Must the TV in the living room must be on little wheels because she's wheeled it over to this area so that she has some more room so that she can do her. I'm going to call this jazzer size. Okay. So that really sounds like something that would have been in the 80s. And Tony walks in to see her exercising, and he looks at the TV. First, he kind of checks her out. Then he looks at the TV and he's staring. And Angela says, "You think she's cute?" And he says, "Well." Only in that perky, incredibly healthy, 18-year-old kind of way. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's not good. I know. Like, I guess I'm sure back then I didn't even think twice. Well, I was 12. But I don't think anyone even thought twice about that line. But now I'm kind of like, he's like 37. Let's just not look at 18-year-olds. Even though they are technically legal adults. True. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. But however. Yeah. <laughs> however, your daughter's only two years younger. True. And Angela says That's true. if I keep working out, I'm gonna look like that. And then he's like, Yeah, right. And he's still staring at the TV. And you can tell Angela's kinda like she's working a little harder now because she's thinking like, Oh, he thinks that's good. So yeah. I'm gonna keep working out so that he wants to have the sex with me. And <laughs> she says, I'm going to look like that if I keep working out. And he's like, yeah, right. So then she was, uh, socks him in the stomach right. accidentally as she's right. exercising. And then Tony feels the burn. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is she doing? It's just so funny to see. I know. I think it's just, uh, it's supposed to look 
stupid. Yeah. So you, you think know? like even back then this was supposed to look silly? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, for sure. I guess so. Yes. So just then Samantha comes in the house and she says, hey, guess who I picked up at the mall? And Tony says, I hope it wasn't a man. And Mason comes in and he yeah. says, nope, Mr. Maselli, just me. I know, that's funny. <laughs> Not a man. I know, good line. Just me and my little acid-washed jeans. Yeah, my so, little scarf, whatever the heck he's wearing. <laughs> what would they call that, a muffler, if it really is to keep you warm? Yes. Yeah, because this is an episode that's supposed to be in January, so we're to assume it's pretty cold outside. Samantha is wearing a very large jacket. So Mason is uh, back. Mm-hmm. And Tony's all excited to see him. He's like, hey, Mace, how's it going? And Angela's still exercising, but she says hi to Mason as she's, like, doing some kind of bending over move. Bending over So it looks like she's bowing. (laughs) I know. So then Mason starts bowing to her. And he's like, hi, Miss. Hello, Mrs. Bauer. And Tony's like, oh, no need to, to bow. It's fine. And he says, you're looking really good, Mrs. Bauer. And she says, thank you, Mason. Do I look 18? And then he says, you're looking really good, Mrs. Bauer. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Angela. But you know what, Angela? You don't look 18. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because you're not 18. You're 39. Right. Own it. If you watch this scene, never mind the fact that Samantha is struggling to get her jacket off. Yeah, we will touch on that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they all walk in front of Angela. So it's almost like, I don't know if she was like supposed to back up more so they could walk <laughs> there, but she's like crabbing backwards and still yeah. trying to do her workout. And I think she did it on purpose to be silly. Yeah, like, it's probably. funny looking, but because she's like, well, yeah, her legs are go. It's like she's trying to go backwards, but still do the workout. Right. It's funny looking. Because there's anyway. not a lot of room between her no, and the TV. No, there's not. So I think she's... And they can't go around the TV. Because right, technically they they'd be her. walking in the, the wall. And I bet you there's yeah. not any real good lighting behind her. Right. So and they the have main to get to the couch. Is, right. So it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I did not notice that yeah, when I, I watched Yeah, it. I just did. But it's really <laughs> ridiculous looking. <laughs> okay, now... Watch Samantha. I think maybe I didn't notice it because I've been focusing on Samantha this whole time. That's true. So Alyssa Milano is in the background trying to take off that large jacket. And you'll see at one point Mason and Tony kind of clear. And she's struggling to get it off of her arm. And she's almost like almost look like she's looking to someone like, I don't know if this is going to work. I know. And then she gets the jacket off the last minute, throws it on the floor and like come, runs over to get in just in time for her line, like saying her line as she's running. I know. It looked like, yeah, she just ran in. <laughs> she just made it. But man, is she really struggling with that thing I in know, the background? <laughs> because it's a big jacket. It probably got caught on the sweater. And I noticed... But the first time I watched it, I noticed that the jacket was laying on the floor in the background. And I was like, who's the slob that left the jacket on the floor? But now I know <laughs> it's because she couldn't get the jacket off in time to actually hang it up and still make her line. So Sam says, wait until you hear Mason to tell them the news. Tony's like, all right, come on, tell me. What did, what did my favorite boy ge- genius do over the spring break? So Mason says, well, I got three migraines. Then last Thursday, I ate a pineapple, and I had an allergic reaction, and I blew up like a balloon. It's so Mason. I know. It really is. That's great. <laughs> yeah. The writing for the, this yeah. part. And Tony's like, oh, man, I hate that. Sam says, not that part. He got a part-time job in the history department as a teaching assistant. So Tony's like, oh, right. Nice work, Mason. Mason says, can you imagine me a college professor? And he says, I just hope I can handle it. 
And Tony's like, I'm sure you can handle it. What are you kidding me? You're young and you're bright and you're young. Are you sure you can handle this? And Angela comes over to help out. She says, of course you can handle it. Beethoven was composing by age five. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte Bronte had written 22 novels by age 13. I looked that up. Okay, so I was very surprised by that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really, 22 novels by age 13? And as far as I could tell, that that is not true. Oh, she's just making she stuff up. She had written quite a lot of poetry mm. by her teenage years, but I couldn't find anywhere that said she had written 22 novels. Angela's making things up. <laughs> by age 13. And all she does is make Mason feel worse, because then he's like, I've, got some, I've right. got some catching up to do. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm really behind. Anxiety levels go, go higher. Right. It's not helping him at all. No. Sam says, wait until you hear who's in his class. He's an older student. His goal this semester is to be on the dean's list. He's attractive. He's handsome. And Tony's like, oh. And he stands up and he's like, are you teaching my history class? Mm -hmm. And he says, yes. And Tony's like, the handsome part gave it away. And then Angela says, I thought it was the older part. I know, and which just, is zing, <laughs> which is great. But it's he did her little that. comeback because yes. of the, the. You were saying I don't look eighteen. That's right. Yeah. Well, you I don't look eighteen either. Buddy. No, it was great. That was actually good writing. <laughs> I've noticed now, and I like that Tony goes <laughs> like he's. <laughs> of course. He's all mad that she said something. So this season hasn't been overtly romantic between the two of them as mm-hmm. of yet. Like we haven't really hit any episodes that have been focused on them, right? I don't think so. No. But if you notice, each episode kind of has a little one or two scenes of like major flirting. Like there was the one in the episode, um, oh shoot, it's actually the episode we're going to do next, but we've already recorded it, where um, she's flirting with him about him throwing popcorn at people in the movie theater. Oh yeah. And so I feel like each episode this season, there's like a little part where they kind of really flirt with each other. But nothing like overly. Mm-hmm. But it still seems to be enough to keep it interesting. Like I don't feel like I'm not getting enough of seeing them interact with each other. Right. So that's her little zing to him. Yeah, it was a good one. May and Tony's like, Mason, this is so great. You're gonna be at the blackboard, I'll be at the desk. You're nothing- at the blackboard, me at the desk. <laughs> <laughs> nothing could please me more. <laughs> and Mason's like, Really? And he's like, well, no, but sucking up to the teacher never hurt. <laughs> now we get an outdoor shot of the campus and we see like people students walking this is just to let us know that we're now moving to tony's college campus inside mason walks into the classroom for the first time there's one recognizable face which is cynthia played by chelsea noble her first time on this show was my fair tony the episode where he gets in trouble making fun of the teacher she was in that class also. Ah, right. Um, I knew, I, I couldn't remember. Yeah, we discussed her a bit, and actually Adam talked about her a little bit in the interview as well. She's married to Kirk Cameron. She was on Growing Pains, and um, n- now she's probably caroling during COVID <laughs> with her husband. <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> on the beaches in Malibu. Yeah. So Mason walks in, and he says, excuse me, ma'am, is this Western Civ? And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'm just a little nervous because it's my first day. Who cares? She's not being nice to him at all. Yeah. So he's just kind of like, oh, okay. And Tony walks in and sees this happening. And he knows Cynthia. He already thinks she's a pain in the ass. Right. 
So he walks up to Mason. He's like, oh, hi, professor. How are you today? And he says, I'm ho- I hope you're loaded with answers because I'm loaded with questions. And now Cynthia gets it. She's like, oh, wait a minute. You're the professor? Right. And Tony's like, yep, acting all like he's in the know. <laughs> and she says, oh, but you're, I mean, you're so boyishly handsome. <laughs> so now she's trying to suck up to him. She tells him that she read an article he wrote on the Corinthians and thought it was absolutely wonderful. And Tony says, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Right back at yeah. you. <laughs> so Mason goes, everybody files into the class and takes a seat. And Tony says to Mason, a teacher is born. So he sits down and Mason's like, good afternoon, class. My name is Mason Peters. I don't think I realized that his last name is Peters. Peters yeah, because yeah, we never really hear it. He sees everyone in the classroom staring at him. And he starts to get nervous and his vision goes blurry. And he For just, some reason. He just hits the ground. <laughs> Hopefully on a, a little soft mattress, like I we know. discussed with that. <laughs> so he falls down, and uh, Cynthia stands up and says, "All right, no homework." I mean, come on, Cynthia. What you're like? You're in college, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> it's like a very high the homework, school. Homework, <laughs> yeah. Never mind the fact that a, a grown man just fell. Right, well, fell not down. Grown man, right. but well, almost a, a boy. grown man yeah. just fell down on the ground. <laughs> Nobody cares. No. <laughs> So then Tony goes over him and tries to wake him up. And he's going, little buddy, little little buddy, buddy. wake up. (laughs) Wake up, little buddy, little buddy. And then Mason says, Rosebud. Mm. And so we talked to Adam that he didn't know what that meant at the time. And I didn't know what that meant two days ago. I know. So I looked it up and it is from Citizen Kane. It is when the main character dies. That is what he says. And there's been like controversies for years as to what he actually meant when he said it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, different interpretations right. of what it's supposed to and be. And I'm I guess sure it's I've very seen that open. movie, you know, because it's one of those like, yeah, you saw it in like film class right. or something. It's one of the, the movies. Yes. I might have fallen asleep. But I don't remember it. Then Tony says, class dismissed. Mm-hmm. So that it didn't go so well. No, not at all. Now we go to Tony back at the house. He's in the kitchen. He gets a gla- uh, he gets a carton of milk out of the refrigerator, and right then Mona and Angela walk in. Angela's way into exercise right now. It's as if she's joined Orange Theory and just wants to tell <laughs> everyone about it. I know. I'm working out <laughs> or CrossFit. Yeah. So she comes in and she's saying, "Come on, Mom. Just Mother. Just do this extra tape." exercise tape with me you'll have more energy you'll be more creative and you'll be able to get more work done and mona holds up her fingers like making the sign of a cross like you would to a vampire and tells her to get that thing out of her face (laughs) so on the table is a plate of brownies so angela reaches for one because normally when tony makes brownies they're for her and he's like hey get your hands away from that and she's like i can have one because i'm exercising of course and he says no those are for mason and mona says you brought your teacher home and he says well i actually carried him home i know (laughs) and he says he fainted in front of the class they're like he fainted and i love this he says he went down like a sack of potatoes (laughs) but he says potatoes yeah in his tony way (laughs) potatoes And Mona and <laughs> Mona bursts out laughing. Catherine Hellman's laugh is so fantastic here. I know. It's, it's, it's just insane. so like gregarious and she's just thrilled at this news. 
So Mason comes in and he hears them. La- he could hear them laughing as he was walking through, and he's like, "You told them," and he's like, "Oh no, no!" And they're trying to stifle the laughter, and then Angela and Mona both both just burst out laughing at him. So they're like, "Oh, you know," he says, "They say to him, I'm sorry. We shouldn't laugh." And this is the scene that Adam was talking about, where Catherine actually walks up to him and then like puts her head down on his shoulder and is laughing at him still. I know. So they push her out of the kitchen because she's no help to anyone, at per, as usual. And they say, goodbye, Mona. And she's just belly laughing the whole way out the front <laughs> back door. <laughs> so then Angela tries to help. She goes to Mason and says, don't be embarrassed. Fainting is just your body's way of saying it's time to lie down. <laughs> it's time to lie down. Well, that's for sure. <laughs> but Mason's like, I don't know. I just don't think I'm equipped to do this. I'm not ready to handle the intense nerve-wracking pressures of this job. And then Tony's like, you're teaching a history class, not leading an expedition down Snake River. And then Mason says, don't say snake. He's like, I have a a phobia of snakes. They creep me out. They're very long and slithery. Maybe it's Freudian. This is a weird line, I think. I know. I think it is, too. It kind of doesn't make sense with anything. Um, unless there was well, a callback to a joke later that we didn't get. Well, no. Like, a Freudian slip is right. a sexual thing. Well, anything... It just Yeah, I mean, Freudian basically... Freud basically linked everything well, I mean, to I, sex. Right. So, he's just saying, you know, it must be Freudian that I have just this terrible phobia of snakes. Yeah, you're But what right. does it have to do saying. with anything? And Freud wasn't a philosopher, so... I know, so... And, and, and actually, a Freudian slip is really... It's just... So, it says today, a so-called Freudian slip might be described any kind of misspeak. Yeah, like, so, if you say anything that you say that could be construed no, as sexual... Is a Freudian slip, like you say something. Right, but is the like snake referring to like penis? Is that what he's Yes, but he's not necessarily making a Freudian slip. He's making he's saying that the reason why maybe he's so has this phobia of snakes is because they're like penis like and so it is okay. Freudian that he has a phobia of them. Okay, well that's that's kind of what I'm saying, or what I got out of it. Yeah. I mean it, it, it maybe I'm not clear. That is the reason why they're comparing it to freud but i think a freudian slip is more when you like accidentally say something sexual in a non-sexual right. context okay. um not talking about being scared of snakes <laughs> <right>. <laughs> but yeah just the whole fear of snakes doesn't really make any sense no yeah but i do think anyway it's, um, moving on yeah <laughs> sorry but also um, i bet snakes are pretty cool adam actually his daughter I think, yeah they have a snake or the both of their kids i don't know so yeah they do they have a a ball python which i don't know if i would ever graduate out of bearded dragon no i'm done i don't (laughs) want anything else i mean i'd like to be a dragon but i bet there's i don't want a snake please yeah i don't know i just thought that was a weird little interchange except you get to hear tony say hey siggy come on man lighten up because sigmund freud It says, light, lighten up with the neurosis stuff. We just got to get you over your stage fright. I love how, to, how smart Tony is now because of college. Right. <laughs> so freaking smart. Because he's studying all the time. Like, when? He's got to clean the house. I know. Well, yes. Yeah, you're right. I See? don't know when he's studying. <laughs> so he says, uh, Mason says, that's easy for you to say, Tony. You have a commanding, charming presence. 
Mm-hmm. And Tony's like, well, that is true. And that is true. Tony's overly confident <laughs> when he sometimes shouldn't be. And he says, but, you know, anybody can be nervous and you just need to know how to deal with it. He says, try this. You go up to the podium, you see a sea of strange faces. And what you do is you look for the one accessible open face that says, teach me, talk to me, Hmm. call on me. And then he makes the most ridiculous face ever and says, does this look like an open face to you? And Mason's like, yeah, yeah, I, you know, it, it does. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> and he's like, all right, dude, give it a try. Then he says to Angela, I'm sure you have some tricks also. And Angela's like, oh, I have, you know, one or two. Mm-hmm. She says, actually, it helps to visualize the audience naked. Tony says, naked? She says, yeah. I, I love the way she says it, too. He's like, naked? Yeah. Yeah. Like she doesn't hesitate. <laughs> right. <laughs> She says, that's what I do every time I have to give a speech. It's, in, it's hard to be intimidated by people when they're only in their birthday suit. Tony says, totally naked. Even the men. <laughs> Even the men. Like, only, <laughs> right? you can only imagine <laughs> women naked. <laughs> and Mason says, I can actually see the psychological validity of that technique. But Tony's just appalled by this. And he, um, Mason says, all right, well, I'll give it a shot. Now, this is the part that I was talking about with Adam. So when Mason stands up, the glass of milk kind of like wobbles back and forth. But Tony Danza just casually takes it off the placemat, sets it in another spot. Because he knows the scene will will stop if that gets spilled. And if you look behind Tony, there's the plate of brownies that Mason did not get one of. Nobody gets any of those. (laughs) So now Angela's going to eat that entire tray later this evening and drink the milk that Mason didn't drink. Well, she is working out. That's, yeah, that's true. So she says. Miles agrees. He's over there meowing for her. (laughs) So when Mason goes out the back door, Angela gets up to leave, and Tony's like, hey, Angela, you know last month when you gave that speech at the ad club and I was sitting in the front row, (laughs) did you happen to try your visualization trick? And she says, let's just say I could have talked all night. Hmm. And then she leaves. See, this is another one of those parts where I think they're being super flirty with each yeah, other. Oh, yeah. So it's like just enough to keep the chemistry going when even when these episodes aren't really focusing on them at all. And then as she walks out, Tony puts his hands over his private parts. <laughs> now he's, he's all embarrassed. I know. <laughs> so now we go to the next day in the classroom, and a bunch of kids are up at the front of the class, and they're placing bets to see if Mason, how long it's going to take Mason to faint again. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah. So Tony walks in, and he asks what they're doing, and they tell him that. And he's like, all right. Um, and Cynthia comes over and says, I've got three minutes. I'm going to win big. And mm. then Tony says, I hope you lose your shirt. Mm. And he's kind of strutting. I don't know if you could notice that there. He's got a little strut going to him. Mm-hmm, yeah, he's Tony. He's very Danny Zuko watch, walking into this classroom. <laughs> <laughs> and that of course that joke is a callback to the fact that he knows that mason's gonna try this trick out probably so mason comes into the classroom and he sees everyone he's a little nervous but he's thinking like i can do this i can do this and he gets up there takes his little scarf off and says good afternoon class can anyone tell me what country is often considered the bedrock of western civilization 
And one guy, this guy I think is actually credited, Carl. He's got to be him because he's the only guy who talks besides Cynthia. The rest of them are extras, so they're not going to be credited. His name is Robert Fisella. Oh, Fisella, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is his only credit on IMDb. So I don't know if he just knew someone or he just was like, acting's not for me. (laughs) Well, he has one credit and it's Who's the Boss? Yeah, Yeah, one thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said this was his only... I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I was like looking him up while you were talking, and I thought you were saying this is his only acting credit on this show, which would make sense. But oh, it's right. Only acting right, right, right. Total. Only acting credit total. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm now joining the podcast with you. <laughs> so af- after this episode, he chose a different profession. Yeah, I guess so. Hope or, he's doing or just well. didn't work. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. really odd. Like, I wonder if he was something at like. Yeah, like somebody's kid or maybe. just they threw. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. That's an interesting one where they have know. done nothing but no. the one episode. <laughs> he tried it out. It wasn't for him. Yeah, I guess so. Whatever. So he makes a him, joke and he's like, it's where the Flintstone. it's bedrock. That's where the Flintstones live. And everyone starts laughing mm. and Mason starts to lose control a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, uh, uh, getting nervous. Now Tony looks at Tony him. Tony steps in. I know. He's like, Mason. Hey, Mace. The clothes, picture them naked, take their clothes off. So the first person he looks at, <laughs> and like I wouldn't, we wouldn't have really been able to bring this up to Adam um, when we interviewed him because it's such a subtle thing. I know but it is. The f- oh, so the first person he looks at is Carl when after Tony tells him to visualize somebody naked right. and the shake of the head that he gives. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. It's like, you so could tell it's shot in two different times, but it's like, well, oh, <laughs> right? oh, yeah. oh. It's so subtle, but it's perfect. Because it's like, it's not like over the top or like totally grossed out. It's just sort of like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to picture it. Yeah. <laughs> so then he his eyes drift over and Cynthia says, Mrs. Mr. Peters, because she wants to answer the question. And now he's like, oh, okay, Sure. So he asks her, will you stand up, please? And she stands up. Uh-huh. Now, where this could be really creepy, for me, since it's Mason, I don't really find it that creepy because he's like so innocent. Oh, Miles. I know. He's really going to town. <laughs> um, I know what you're saying. Like, he's not, he's never portrayed to be, have those like pervy. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But then like now that it was the ideas from putting his head, he's like, oh. Right, yeah, yeah he's, them naked. He's, and then that's he's doing exactly what they told him to do. Right. Picture them naked. Right. And now he's like, "Oh, okay." There's just something so pure about him that you don't really feel grossed out right, by him right. picturing this student naked in the classroom. <laughs> so, he starts to get a little dreamy look on his face, and she says, "Would it be England?" And he's still kind of staring silence, at her. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tony says, "Mason, put her clothes back on." <laughs> I know that made me laugh. Mason. <laughs> and he snaps out of it. And he's like, the answer is Greece. And then he moves on with the class. So that seemed to have helped him enough to like give him the confidence to be able to go on. So he sees Tony. He asks another question. And he sees Tony in the audience. and Or not audience. The in audience. the classroom. And there's a boy next to him who raises his hand to answer the question. But instead, he picks Tony. So Tony's like, um, and he answers the question. Then he asks another question. And again, he picks Tony. Tony answers the question. And a third question, and he picks Tony. So it doesn't matter if anyone else wants to answer the question. Yeah, doesn't matter. 
he's moved on to the accessible face trick. And so he's going to pick Tony every single time. Now we see the outside of the school again, and it says two weeks later. Mm. Yeah, so this has been Time going has on. Time has passed. Right? <laughs> this has been going on now for a while. So Cynthia gets up to say something, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm just kind of glossing over all of this because it's all Western civilization that I won't be able to get right anyway. <laughs> Western civilization. But the main point is that she's trying to um, answer a question. True. And Mason's like, oh, that's that's a good point. But as Mr. Maselli so incisively pointed out last week, again, <laughs> just highlighting Tony and shutting everybody else out. So then he asks another question and he says, Tony, you want to field this one? And meanwhile, everyone else's hands have gone up. I know. Except for Tony's. And he doesn't pick on any of There's them. Something's and Tony's going like, on here. I really don't. And he's like, oh, I'll just give it a shot. And so then Tony says an answer. And he's like, good job. And he's like, oh, I was right? And he's like, no, not even close. But you just had the courage to um, say the, what you thought the answer was, and that means that, that shows you have dedication and just plain stick to He says, this <laughs> is a student. And somebody in the classroom says, this is a crock. <laughs> <laughs> so Mason is ready to dismiss the class. He says, a reminder, your essays are due on Thursday, and they are 30% of your grade. So as everyone's leaving, Cynthia goes up to Tony and she wants to yeah, talk to him for a minute. She's figured it out. Yeah. Whatever that is. Right. <laughs> and he's like, sure, what's on your mind? And she's like, I don't play Mr. Innocent. Like, I know what's going on here. I know what you up two are up to. And I think it's disgusting and it's favoritism. And if it doesn't stop, I'm going to the dean. And Tony's like, oh, okay. You know, he says, Cynthia, lighten up, huh? And then he asks Mason to come over. <laughs> and he's like, go ahead, Cynthia. Tell Mason what you just told me. But now Mason's like, I just wanted to tell you what a wonderful teacher you are. And then it's an honor to be in your class. Mm. And she walks out. And Mason says, thank you, Tony. Thank you for calling me over to hear that. <laughs> Again, just making Tony look like a shining star. And so he's saying to Tony, you know, this, I wouldn't have been able to get through this if it wasn't for you. And Tony's like, the, yeah, but there's a problem, Mason, because some of the kids are upset because you just keep picking on me and you're not, you're giving me all the attention. You're praising me and you're, you're, you're drawing little smiley faces on my quizzes mm -hmm. and they're getting jealous. Like you're not really giving them enough um, credit. And Mason <laughs> says, oh, they're just jealous, you know, and don't worry. And Mason, he's probably no, you know, he's no newbie to not being able to make friends at school because he was always one of the smartest so he thinks that that's the problem that tony's having so he's like oh you know don't worry about it tony you just gotta keep it keep up with it and keep being yourself and you'll start to make friends <laughs> and as he walks out he says that cynthia girl seems to like you and he leaves <laughs> and then tony looks at a bust of a greek philosopher who i think Socrates. That's what I think too. But I couldn't. Did we look? We didn't look it up. I did, and he's this one seems to fit Socrates. his face the best. Yeah. And he says, "What are you smirking at, Curly?" Yeah, it's got to be Socrates. Although probably there were a lot of bearded, curly haired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when I looked up like busts of Greek philosophers, that one most matched what Socrates. Yeah, Socrates. Bust is, I mean, I, what like. else? Who else would he have in I class? Know. You know. <laughs> um, well. 
Yeah. Okay, so now we cut to Angela on the floor doing exercise. Right. She's working out still. <laughs> but I guess she's doing yoga, but she's just breathing furiously. Like, I don't know exactly what's happened. It's, it's scrunching up her whole face oh, as no. she breathes <laughs> in and out. <laughs> I love Judith Light. She's so funny. So... Mona, in the background, was drinking like a root beer or something. She takes the straw out, starts to stick pump, uh, sunflower seeds in it, and blow them into Angela's hair as Angela's turned the other way. I know. Mona is definitely useless in this episode. <laughs> she really is. So Angela feels something hitting her, and she's like swatting it away. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we need to keep track of her hair here because at some point this horrible little ponytail is going to fall out. And, like, it's not even like well, uh, Judith Light was in the sh- in the scene before this. Like, how bad did they botch this hair when they had a whole scene to get it ready? Angela notices what Mona's doing, and she turns around and says, why are you shooting sunflower seeds into my hair? <laughs> and seriously, why? <laughs> why are you doing are, that? Are you seven? Right. <laughs> what a, I'm telling you, sometimes it's like, Mona's like that high roommate that, that like, what is she doing? Wait, you know what I mean? She comes in, she complains about being hungry, eats all your food. Oh, now she, she's blowing sunflower seeds. What was the movie with Owen Wilson when he moves in oh, with that yes. couple? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you put me on the spot. My, um, oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't remember what the name of or, that was. We'll remember it before. Um, I'll remember. Oh, damn it. Okay. It's people, on the tip of my tongue. I know. And every, somebody's screaming at their, yelling right now. Somebody's screaming yeah. at their iPod. <laughs> I like to say You, me, and Dupree. You, me, and Dupree. That's yes. it. Okay. okay, got it. Yes, when he burns the house down <laughs> yeah, there. That's... Mona's like Dupree. Yes. Mona says, because prime time doesn't start for 20 minutes. See, that's something. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. So, okay, Antenna TV doesn't have this scene at all. Angela's like, go back to your house that I pay for. Right. Yeah, the house that I paid to remodel. And I a, pay rent. And I pay your salary. Yes. Get out of here. <laughs> and you just, you still come here and annoy me and eat all of my food. Right. <laughs> so Antenna TV didn't have that scene at no, all. No, it doesn't. It fades up to Tony walking in the door. Yes, it and does. And Mona with, a, with the straw pointed at Angela's head. So you really don't know. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I get it. It doesn't add anything like to the she, plot From the line. angle I'm looking at, it looks like she's doing a line. <laughs> a line of coke. But, I mean, that's just the angle that they shot this. And, I mean, you wouldn't know. It really Right, is... yeah. So people who are She's watching Antenna TV. She's sitting with a straw, TV. and then she looks up right. at Tony like, what is happening? Why is Mona doing coke on the couch? Because they don't show her blowing right. the sunflower yeah. seeds at all. Sorry. No no context uh, for yeah, the straw. nothing. Tony comes in, and they, they ask him, how is school? And he says, in a word, Mason. And Angela says, oh, is he still applauding your every move? He's like, no, no. Now he's cheering, he's jumping out of his seat, he's doing the wave. Oh, Mason. And he says, the little squirt is driving me nuts. And right then, <laughs> Jonathan comes down the stairs in some severely oversized pants. I know, <laughs> and why is he dressed up so much? Like, where's he going? No. Nowhere. And is- you know what? He Honestly, and I'm just now noticing this, he looks... Even taller than he did the last time we saw I him. I know probably. he is growing. Like he's fast. growing so fast. Yeah. Like he's so cl- like, look at him compared to Tony's up to almost to Tony's shoulders. Maybe that's why they had to um, get him new pants. But these pants are too big for him. Well, they wanted to get pants that last a while. <laughs> yeah. 
And the pleats, man, it's aggressive. Oh, I know. Pleats on they them. are severe pleats. They, I've used that. They are really now. so big, I and I, I didn't even notice it. <laughs> when he sits something. down, they look huge, too. Oh, my God. And so t- Jonathan assumes that he's talking about him, and he's like, What did I do now? And Tony says, No, not you, yeah, Mason. Different little squirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, Jonathan's like, Oh, okay, Mason. Tony says, I don't even want to hear his name. And right then, Samantha comes in and says, that Mason, he cracks me up. He's t- he told me that you are a natural scholar. You must have him wrapped around your little finger. Mm. One, I love Alyssa Milano's sweater in this scene. It's mm. so cute, and I could see kids wearing it today. Actually, the whole outfit, the high-waisted jeans and like the cropped sweater. Two, I find it interesting that she's eating an apple because it doesn't have anything to do with the scene. So mm. that means that she had to eat that apple at dress rehearsal, and then she had to eat that apple at the nighttime taping. Yeah, maybe dress rehearsal. Did, she didn't need did it. She just pretend want... to eat an apple. Well, or they just gave her an apple. Yeah, but like, why? Why does she have the apple? It doesn't make <laughs> like it doesn't have anything. And I've noticed that Mona's done that a couple times too, like just eating random stuff that had nothing Again, to do. Mona. So you just wonder if they just like wanted a snack. That's they, true. And they were like, oh, well, it makes sense because it's a perfectly natural thing for someone to be walking around the living room eating an apple, especially a kid like that. So I wonder if they were just like, oh, I'm hungry and this makes sense. So I'll just walk around with this apple and eat it. Maybe. Mona says, all right, Tony, you got an easy A. Tony says to Mona, I don't want an easy anything. I'm going to school to be judged fairly and I want to work hard and... um." Earn my grades. Mm. And Angela's like, oh, yes, mother. Some people want to work hard. (laughs) Okay, so here's the part where Angela does take the ribbon out of her hair here. So maybe they just made it loose so that she could take it out. I don't know. Or she was like, I look ridiculous. I'm going to take this ribbon out and just let my hair down because... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) And then she picks up one of the mats that look like the mats the girls used to have at daycare when they would take naps. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like this old plastic it's not a yoga like a yoga mat like we would think of one today so angela's like yeah you know people still believe in hard work and traditional values and mona says yeah tony and a gang of quakers mm-hmm. <laughs> and tony sure. asks mona what do you do when someone sees you as perfect and mona says i get them to buy me things and he says, oh, why did I ask her? I know. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> it almost seems like a Tony Danza ad lib there because it's like so quick. I know. And just what, and really, why did he ask I know. Why, why do you useless. ask Mona anything? So Jonathan sits down and he's like, you know what? I think I can help you. I had a problem like this when Jeannie Jordan had a, cr- uh, Jeannie Gordon had a crush, major crush mm. on me. And they look at him like, really? Yeah. And he says, it could happen. <laughs> oh, shoot. I forgot to mention something earlier. What's that? I, I do want to mention it because I think it's so cute. When Jonathan comes down the stairs and he thinks that Tony's calling him the little squirt at first, if you look in the bottom right-hand corner of the screen, Angela reaches up and like grabs his hand. Hmm. And it's funny because it's not something that you're really going to see. because it's, so, it's just like a little thing, but it was a really cute, I think, movement as his mother for mm-hmm. and uh, for Judith Light to do. Right. I thought that was so cute. Okay, sorry. Back to this. Now, he says that she drove him nuts and he, she followed him everywhere. 
And so one day he made, he made chocolate milk come out of his nose. And after that, she screamed, ran into a closet, and he's never heard from her again. Why? It's terrible. I know. But it, that sounds very accurate for an elementary school boy to do. I guess so. And Tony contemplates it for a moment. And then he's like, no, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. Like, what, what, could, what is that going to do to help him out? <laughs> but Mona says, all right, well, maybe my grandson has an idea. If you, you have to get um, Mason to think that you're not brilliant. So why don't you just write a lousy paper? And he says, no way. I'm not writing no lousy paper. No lousy paper. He says, I've been working all week on a good paper. And Sam says, don't worry, Dad. A lousy paper only takes 10 to 15 minutes. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. Yeah, I don't think you want to tell your dad that. Right. And Angela says, you know, normally I don't, what does she say? I don't approve of academic hijinks. Mm. But this may may be the shock therapy that Mason needs. Mm. So... They're discussing a paper full of historical inaccuracies, misnomers, and assorted goofy stuff. Tony says, I don't do goofy stuff. And she's like, all right, well, fine. Then write whatever paper you're going to write and live with the curse of Mason for the next semester. Tony says, 10, 15 minutes? And Sam's like, I'll get you the notepad. You really think it live with the curse of Mason? Like, you think that it was really going to last that long? (laughs) Like, eventually it would have come to a head. Right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like without it would have been easier. Without these extreme measures. It would have been easier for him just to say, hey, Mason, I need you to call on some of the other kids more often instead yeah. of just no, me. No, let's get and real complete- sitcom with it and go completely <laughs> and crazy. And completely blow a paper. Right. So we cut back to the classroom where Mason is saying, okay, I'll have, um, everyone's turned in their essay. He's letting them know that he will have them back to the class by next week. Just then, Dean Brown walks in. Mm. So this is Alan Oppenheimer. Oh, right. Yeah. We discussed him when he appeared in the episode 19 again. And right. then Adam talked about him a bit in the interview. Uh, he is still working today as a voice actor. I went back and double checked his IMDb because in the interview with Adam, I mentioned that he's only 58 here. Right. And I was correct. He, and he's 91 now. Oh, okay. So yeah. he's still working at 91 years oh, old. Oh, my gosh. Retire. Go live your life. <laughs> I know. He and Betty White. I mean, I guess voiceover work is not... Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, so this is what I was talking about, where 58 doesn't look the same today as it did then. then. No. Because he he honestly... And I don't don't want him to hear this, and he won't, because he's 91 and And still probably has better things to do. Right. (laughs) Right. But he looks about 68 in this episode. So Dean Brown comes into the classroom, and Mason's happy to see him. He's like, oh, welcome, Dean Brown. I feel like you can hear my chair creaking. Sorry. He's like, are you checking on me, sir? Yeah. (laughs) And he's like, oh, you know, I just wanted to come by and see how you're doing. Mason says, I have a terrific bunch of students, but this guy is tops. And he points to Tony. My prized pupil, he calls him. (laughs) And Tony's like, oh, man, okay. Hi, yes, hello. And Tony knows Dean Brown because, well... Oh, wait a minute. I wonder what? if Dean Brown knows that Tony was Angela's date because Dean Brown definitely knows Angela. Mm. But whether or not he's familiar with Tony from that night, I'm not sure. So Cynthia comes up at the same time and she's like, oh, Dean Brown, hi, I, I've been meaning to talk to you. There's something that we need to discuss. 
And he looks at her and he's like, my door is always open. Okay. Mm. Now here, it's creepy. Yeah, Yeah, come on over anytime. (laughs) I'm not... I mean, Tony making the comment about the 18-year-old girl, eh, meh, iffy. Mason, nah, pure. Here, no, creeps. So she walks out, and then she, you get the impression that she's going to go tell him what's happening with Mason and Tony. And he's like, sweet girl, and he's touching his tie. Mm. Mason offers to let Dean Brown look through the, read through the essays so that he can get a good idea of what's going on in the classroom. And now alarm bells go off in Tony's head because he's like, oh, man, he, he doesn't want the dean to read this crappy essay. No. It's just supposed to be Mason. Right. And what did he think was going to, how did he think that writing that really bad essay was going to make Mason, I, I feel like I Mason would have just been like, you know, what he, he would have figured out a way to justify it because he's wearing rose colored glasses when it comes to Tony right now. I guess so. Or he would have just said, like, rewrite this. Anyway, I don't know. Instead of like again in in a very sitcom way, (laughs) instead of just talking to him, let's do this wackiness. (laughs) Let's get a big misunderstanding. So Dean Brown takes the stack of essays and he's excited to actually go through them because it's been a while since he's been able to grade any papers. Now back home, Tony comes home from school. (laughs) This is pretty funny. I know. Is Angela working out again? What is Angela doing? No, I don't think she is. I think she's just standing there. Yeah, just standing there looking through bills. I think they just got home from work or something. Yeah, probably. She checked the mail. She says, hi, Tony. How's it going? He says, you. You. Then Samantha says, hi, Dad. You. And then Mona walks in. Hi, Tony. You. you. (laughs) So they're like, "What, what, what happened? Yeah. And what did what? And he says, "I'm the one that's in trouble. I'm the one who handed in the phony essay that you guys got me to write." So he lets them know that the dean is now planning to read these essays, and that was <laughs> what was supposed to solve all of his problems is going to cause more. Well, it was a dumb idea to begin with. I'm sorry. It was a dumb idea. Going to say that out loud. Oh, hang on. I'm sorry. Here. What? Oh. Um, Mona says, "Don't get all Gore Vidal." Oh. I feel like Mona's brought that name up before, ah. but I can't remember if it's just that I looked it up and that's why it seems familiar to me. But he was basically just a published, uh, known as an intellectual and a writer. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Angela says, oh, no, why did you listen to us? There <laughs> <laughs> was three of them giving advice, and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh you're an idiot for listening to us. So Angela says, okay, hang on. I know what you can do. And he's like, oh, great, more advice. She's like, all you have to do is go to the dean and ask for the paperback. He doesn't think that's good advice. He says, well, then <laughs> the dean's going to ask me why I wrote it, and I'm going to have to tell him about Mason, and then I'm going to get in, get him in trouble. And Angela's, uh, Mona says, yeah, Angela, that was a really dumb idea. So then he asks her, well, what do you think I should do? And Mona says, you should talk to Samantha. <laughs> Just passing so, it off. Right. Yeah. Like these two have no advice. Yes. And Samantha says, you need to take the rap for the bad paper. She's like, if you get Mason in trouble, he's going to, you know, he's going to get yelled at by the dean. Then he's going to fall into a deep depression, check into a sanitarium, and we're never going to hear from him again. Well, that's extreme. <laughs> and I got news for you. You never hear from Mason again, I unfortunately. Know. We won't ever hear mm, from Mason I again. I thought Mason would be on again, but I guess he's not. <laughs> So they cut to Tony in the dean's office. Wow, two different sets for this episode. So um, he's 
gone there to ask him if he can have the paperback. And he's going through this whole, like, you know, speech. I did something incredibly stupid, but it was for a good cause. I can't tell you what it was right now, but, you know, you have the power to overlook this. And so the dean's like, I don't know what you're blabbing on about, but I actually haven't read any of these papers yet. (laughs) (laughs) And so he says, but now you've piqued my curiosity. So I am going to read it. So he picks up his paper and he starts to read it. And he says, Mr. Maselli, this stinks. Yeah. He's like, I, I know. He's and honest. He, yeah. <laughs> and he asks him, is, is this a joke? Tony thinks that's maybe his way out. So he's laughing and he's like, oh, yes, it's, it's so funny. And the dean asks him, why would you write this? And he's like, oh, you know, I don't want to tell you. <laughs> Just then Mason comes in and he's like, oh, I heard that my prize student was here. And I wanted some reflective glory. So the dean hands him Tony's papers, Tony's essay, and he says, reflect on this. Mason's jeans are way too big, too. Yeah, they are. There's something going on here. <laughs> they look, look like, like lady jeans, actually. Just, like <laughs> like, like ladies don't wash jeans. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of hip area. Yeah, what happened there? I don't know. I the 80s not know. were not Oh, my kind. God. They are really bad, though. And then the belt is like all extra tight because the pants are so big. It's like they didn't have pants for him that day, so they gave him those. I think it was just the eighties. This is probably what know. you it's wore. Puff- it looks like he has, I don't know, something going on there. The title of the paper is "Lifestyles of the Old and Grecian." It's terrible, Tony. And let's just. <laughs> It's almost like he worked too hard to be right. really stupid. That had to have taken him more than 10 or 15 minutes. <laughs> so Mason's going through it, and he's like, Tony, this stinks. Why would you write this? Like, this is total drivel. And Tony looks at the dean and looks at Mason, and he's like, I can't tell you right now. And he says, you know what? You treated this assignment like a joke, and I think that I deserve the respect for you to tell me. And Tony's like, not in front of the D-E-A-N. Right, like the dean can't spell. <laughs> What's but, happening there? But Mason, Mason keeps pushing and keeps pushing. So then we were to assume that Mason told the truth. I mean, that Tony told the truth. Right. Because we cut to now Mason sitting on the couch back in the living room with Samantha and Angela listening to him and Tony also there. And Mason says, how could I have been so blinded by gratitude? I mean, Tony's not a genius. He's not the most brilliant student in the world. And Tony's like, okay, yeah, that. Right, thank let's you. Calm down. <laughs> Mason still got his big pants on. <laughs> he does. So Mason, uh, Samantha asks him what happened, and he says he turns in his he turned in his resignation. And Sam's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And he's like, that's okay. I wasn't emotionally ready to teach. I mean, you know, what teacher would put a student who wasn't that smart, right? Who wasn't a genius? Who wasn't? And Tony's like, okay, Mason, you already covered this. Like, that's good enough. (laughs) So Mason's like, you know what? I think I'll just start teaching again when I'm more mature, when I have a new perspective on life, when I'm 17. (laughs) So really, Mason's only 16? I guess so. Yeah, That's impressive. Really is a boy genius. But I think um, Adam Carl was older. I, I got to look, but I think he was like at least two or three years older. Oh, really? Than Mason. I oh, think yeah. so. I think he's like two years older. I know. Well, I mean, I was surprised when he was in Cheers how 
how actually how old he was, but how young he looked. Yeah. Wasn't he like 14 in, in Cheers? I can't remember he? what he said. I, th- I think yeah. he said 14, yeah. and he really looks like he's probably 11 or 12. But that's like a great quality young. for a kid actor it to is, have. Because you if you look, look younger oh, yeah. and you're older, then you're more mature. That's probably why he works so much. Yeah, you do better at learning the lines, and you can still fit a lot of younger roles. That's why when... um. I never learn about not saying stuff when I think of it to make the time go faster. But when Drew Barrymore, I think, was on E.T., she was older, but she looked younger. But she had lost a lot of her teeth. Oh, so, so it, she that's wore a, baby teeth. So that oh, she still really? looked, yeah, she had like fake baby teeth that went oh, in where her missing teeth were. Didn't know that. So that she still looked a little bit younger. And I think she was on like a Let's late see, night talk like, show or something. And she took them out to show them that they yeah, were fake teeth. Yeah, because I think she's pretty close to my age. So that was... Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. How old were you? You must have been, because like, I was like five 10. when E.T. came out, so she yeah. must have been like eight or something when they shot it, maybe. I don't 82, remember. 82, I think it came out. Anyway, we're, yeah, we digress. Drifted. Maybe I'll cut this out. Okay. So, and I can you can tell here, Adam Carl hasn't had the growth spurt quite that um scott bloom did where no, scott bloom was actually he's definitely got but yeah taller. you can tell here when you go back to that first episode of he's tony, almost eye to eye with tony yeah that he is um taller now which it's is definitely so- his um his waist is higher than tony's with those pants <laughs> i don't know god those pants are awful i know what were they thinking eh, wardrobe who knows yeah but see and you know what you notice tony's got some aggressive Acid wash, stone wash pants on. Oh, yeah. Because that was does. a look. I know I had them, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. those pants. Everyone had. I'm surprised that Samantha's jeans are as dark as they are. I know. Well, maybe, yeah. I don't know. I remember having those aggressive acid wash <laughs> pants. So bad. <laughs> so Tony says, you know, before you know it, you'll be back at the podium coughing and sneezing. And he says to Mason, are you sure you're not mad at me? And he's like, oh, no. You know, I'm fine. You know, I'm alive. I have my health. And I have a friend. Hmm. And he says, although I will miss looking out into a sea of naked bodies. Ah. And Sam says, what? Yeah, right. And Tony she was says, not there. nothing. <laughs> Forget it. And then she looks at Angela and Angela says, I'll tell you later. And he says, no, you won't. Oh. <laughs> Can't let Samantha know anything about naked, visualizing anybody naked. Right. Right, and you know what? I bet you Angela does tell her later. Oh, I'm sure. There's a lot of conversations I, in my mind that probably go on between Angela and Samantha that Tony knows nothing about. <laughs> Absolutely. I'd like to think that anyway. <laughs> so then Mason says, all right, well, I got to go. My study date, I told my study date to meet me here. Why mm. would he have Cynthia meet him at this know. house? Because it works. <laughs> and it's another set they don't have to... Right, exactly. And now we get to see that they get to see who he's going out with. So he opens the door and there's Cynthia. And she says, hi, Mace. And he says, hi, Sin. Oh, man, this is hurting my Bonnie and Mason got married plans. But, you know. Oh, come on. Yeah, this didn't last. Yeah, he's only 16 here. Mm. They met, Bonnie and Mason met again later on. That's my point. There you go. Yeah. Facebook. And so he says, okay, They reconnected on Facebook or something. <laughs> he says, bye, guys, and he leaves with her. And then Angela says, she's obviously using him. And he says, yeah, if he's lucky. Mm. And he sits down all sad. In the tag, Angela's exercising again. 
And Tony's, I guess, using a stopwatch to timer, do the most but, ridiculous looking jumping jacks I've ever seen. I know, I don't but even... it, lo- I like, is she, it looks like she's having a seizure yeah. or some kind of body attack. I don't, so, what the heck is happening? She says, how am I doing? And he says, you're pumping, baby. You're pumping. Mm. You're fire. And she's like, okay, great. It looks like she's going to stop. He says, how about we go another 15 minutes? And she's like, all right, you're on. All of a sudden, he's the trainer? Yeah, I guess so. And then, again, doing ridiculous looking whatever those are. (laughs) And uh, Samantha comes in eating chocolate cake. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing. It is awful. Sorry. (laughs) I I just, I don't understand. I know, it's not like, exercise. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been... I mean, I guess it is, but... I haven't been to like an aerobics class in a long time. Yeah, I bet they don't do that. But I don't think they do that anymore. Are there even aerobics classes anymore? I don't... I have I don't. no idea. Okay. So Sam comes in holding chocolate cake and she's eating it. Tony says, it's like I always say, the key to fitness is discipline in your exercise and in your diet. And he, and she, Angela says, yes, <laughs> after all, you are what you eat. And I am a chocolate cake. And she steals Samantha's plate of chocolate cake and, and goes, goes running <laughs> towards the kitchen with the cutest little smile on her face. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, after she was having her body thrusts or whatever <laughs> that was. I don't, know, I don't even know what exercises. Yeah, like that storyline doesn't make a lot of sense. That's all right. It's something. Yeah, it's just it there for them to, to, to flirt. Work. Yeah, right. exactly. To exactly. get them to interact and to be a little flirty. But like it really didn't go anywhere. Yeah, I mean, this entire episode was mostly just Mason and yeah, Tony. Tony. So anyway. Okay, you go first with rating. Oh, uh, rating. Rating. Um, I actually, I, I enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i going to give it a seven. Nice. A solid seven. Um, I'm happy Mason's back. Um, I mean, I genuinely do like Mason's character. Uh, yeah. Not just because we've spoken to Adam, but um, I really do like his character. I thought it was a good one. I thought it should be in more episodes, but but he's not. So oh, yeah. whatever. Um, but uh, yeah. To the revival, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, he's going to come back. Um, As but, um, Mr. Yeah, Bonnie. I thought it was like a funny like concept. You know, he's the he's the professor and comes in the class. And then uh, Sid, 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 no, what's her name? Sydney? Cynthia. Cynthia. You know, kind of was like, you know, whatever, no one cares kind right. of thing. And then Tony's like, comes back at her or whatever. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a seven. Um, I thought that the... That it had the laughs, um, you know, the Angela exercising stuff's kind of funny, mm-hmm. even though it doesn't seem like it fits. <laughs> but um, but yeah, overall, I'm giving it a seven. Nice. That's exactly what I gave it. Yeah, look at yeah. that. I like this episode a lot. I always loved Mason as a kid. Yes. And so, and I think I wasn't, like, I really remembered the first two Mason episodes, I think this one I didn't remember as fondly. Maybe I hadn't rewatched it because it Yeah, I did. didn't either, but I'm pretty sure I didn't watch it. Because when I was younger, I didn't really watch anything that didn't focus on Samantha more mm-hmm. than one time. Mm-hmm. But now watching it as an adult, I thought it was really cute. I enjoyed the episode. And, I mean, I feel like over time I did catch occasional episodes here and there. You know, yeah, in the season like and beyond. Or oh, well, yeah. or just... No, but I mean, even I think as it was still on, right. I feel like I probably did, you know, mainly probably because Alyssa Milano, I probably wanted to 
You know what I mean? See, Careful. <laughs> Tread lightly. But, but, no, but I mean, I was the same exact age. I'm the oh, same you wanted to see is. her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. I just didn't I'm... know what you were going to say that you wanted to do. That's why I got nervous. No, no. I'm saying, though, I probably watched later <laughs> right, episodes right. once in a while. I'd be like, hey, what does right. she look like now? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but um, but I do, like, I remember, you know, since we've been watch, re-watching episodes, I remember the earlier Mason episodes. Yeah. So, um. So he kind of sticks out in that respect anyway. But yeah, I like the Angela and Tony parts. The exercising is silly, but it was cute. We're getting some nice flirting with them this season. Overall, I've really enjoyed this season. They sneak it in. Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Uh, Mona was ridiculous, but... Yeah, Mona was like, could have not been in this episode. (laughs) I know, but the belly laughing in that one part is so fantastic. That's true. It is awesome. (laughs) But like, Um, that's it. That's what she did. She did that and she spit sunflower seeds into Angela's (laughs) hair. Like, why? What is wrong with you? She must Um, be smoking weed up in that apartment. I'm telling you. I would have liked to have seen an additional Mason episode with like Jonathan, or I feel like they could have worked another, like him with a character we hadn't seen him with. Yeah, maybe. Who's the boss around here? Me or my mother? Or maybe it's you. Clearly Mona was the boss in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I I had a hard time with this, but I'm going to go with Tony. Even though he followed bad advice... In the end, <laughs> he fo- He actually followed two examples of bad advice. Because first he wrote the paper. Right. Then he went to try to get the paper back. Right. More bad advice. But then he just did what was right and he told the truth yes, and said exactly. that Mason, you know, was having trouble as a as a teacher. So yeah, it's Tony. Yeah, I'll go. I will agree with you one hundred percent. Because there's really, who else could it be? No. You know what I mean? It's not. Samantha, she brought Mason into the she, mix. So was she, and she had. I mean, I guess she had he was going to be. I guess in a way, right? And I guess in a way, Tony would have been surprised to walk into that class and see Mason. Now he knew Mason was going to be there, yeah. right? Because it's his class, right? Anyway, I'm not really sure where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that Samantha could have been the boss because she let him know ahead of time that he was going to be in a class with Mason. Oh, yeah, but anyway, I think it all would have still been the same Tony, outcome right. because to, <laughs> what made Mason turn the corner was Tony's advice to him. Right. Well, Tony's the boss. You're yes. right because he ended up, in the end, he did the right thing. Yeah. Okay. Even you, though he wrote the stupid paper. <laughs> you <laughs> can reach us at Who's the Boss Podcast on Instagram. Or go to Who's the Boss Pod 1 on Twitter. On Facebook, our page is the Who's the Boss Podcast page. Or go to anchor.fm slash WTB podcast. And there you can leave us a voice message. The next episode we're going to cover is Mrs. Rosini's uncle. And this is going to introduce a character that I think could have partially played a part in the downfall of Mason. Because Al, Alphonse is going to join the cast. Alphonse. Yeah. and uh, I understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like there wasn't enough room for... Right, Mason. Yeah, because and, he ends up being in nine episodes throughout Right, the, so he becomes the... And he's the new interest or whatever. Well, yeah, for one episode, for Samantha. Right. Yeah. Okay, so... But I see what you're saying. It was... You couldn't have had both. Yeah, I just think it would have been... You know, then it's yeah, hard right. to keep I track of that saying. many characters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Thank you, everyone. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a big thumbs up.
and tell all your friends. And maybe you can tell your grandma, your mother, and your, your sister or brother. Maybe you have no siblings. Tell your dog and cats. Bye.